Ready, set, whoa, welcome to the show. Today we are featuring David James, uh, who is a guitarist and vocalist for Cities in the Sky, who's a rock band out in Denver, Colorado. He is a producer, songwriter, and CEO of Purple Chameleon. How are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah. Wow. First time. This is super special, David. We've been uh, dreaming about a moment to sit down and uh, really get to know you a little bit more than we already do. I'm really excited for the opportunity, honestly. I'm excited to just, uh, yeah, no, just take some jabs and have some fun. So we met in 2016 at a music festival called Nocturnal, right. held out in San Bernardino. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what you first thought of whoa i think that was one of the first places that i went intentionally to promote back in the day when i just had stickers to give out and like a couple tie-dye t-shirts <laughs> and now yeah, we're no, here five years that. later i still have that shirt man <laughs> yeah um, honestly uh you know i'm pretty sure i've told you guys this before but i was not really super excited to meet you guys i'm not gonna lie yeah i don't remember <laughs> that i don't remember that <laughs> i mean i we we just pulled up with about like 20 or 30 people like a huge squad so i was just kind of like overthinking it in the in the, in the sense of just uh like i have my crew with me i don't really need to add anyone to this crew you know so i remember like one of my friends was playing literally just a game of beer pong with cody over here and uh he comes over and he's like hey man come meet one of our neighbors he's really cool and i was just like i'm good <laughs> i remember oh, wow i missed out on this story i uh i just remember uh yeah what's up how you doing? Um, and not not super cold, but definitely wasn't feeling the warmth right away. But I yeah. think that's just the special part of the story because by the end of that, you know, small three day festival, we were inseparable. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, most definitely. Yeah, we got into a lot of nonsense. We had a lot of fun, and uh, honestly, I was just like, um, it felt weird not being next to both of you by the end of the festival, which was, <laughs> was just super cool. And you know, I, I never once would have dreamed even by the end of that festival that we would you know be friends to this day and be collaborating on music i mean we just you know performed on stage together for the first time a week ago less than a week ago and uh that's just like crazy to think about you know at that time i wasn't i've always been a musician but i, I haven't always been a recording artist so at that time i remember having a conversation with you specifically about like about music you know because that was your big drive then, you know, what well, was just getting started, but yep. everything was about the music for you. I'm pretty sure you'd just come out of the studio with, uh, with Wiz's crew. And, um, yeah, yeah I mean, you were riding that high and it was great to share that with you. And, and I remember you asked me specifically, like when I told you that I was a musician too, I was like, do you have anything recorded? And I was like, no, I don't. And like, ever since then, that was definitely a driving force for me. Just like, I don't have anything to show anyone right now. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm proud of like everything that I've created and there's no medium for me to introduce people to that. And so yeah. since then, it's just been a journey of getting to that level and getting to that point with my music, with my art. And um, I definitely feel like I wouldn't have been able to do that without both of your influences, support and just encouraging nature overall as humans. I appreciate that yeah, yeah no doubt much love but man going back to the whoa though i still remember like yeah you just pulling out a little suitcase with a bunch of t-shirts that you just tie-dyed <laughs> and and they had your logo on them and uh, um and they were pretty sure I got, I got two of them uh i'm pretty sure i got the swagger twism and also the the og yeah. whoa shirt and i Damn. i definitely still have those like in my closet for sure those are sacred yeah, they are yeah. totally definitely it's like a memorabilia at this point honestly the immediate support was definitely very standout to me i remember like less than six months later i was sleeping on your couch in denver because like i go out <laughs> so every crazy. year and you happen to live out there and i was like oh yeah next time i fly out there i'll come out and i shot a music video that you know and that was just like such a special time and we were able to really connect like really well really quickly the trust was just like there instantaneous Most definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was fully reciprocated, which was right. unique to me at that time. You know, I just met you guys and uh, right. yeah, I don't know. It just felt like we became best friends and like brothers almost instantly to the point where I yeah. did not feel weird at all. You staying on my couch, I no. like wanted you to stay for longer, honestly. Yeah. yeah, man. And so that was 2016, right? And so you touched on you hadn't recorded music 
at that point yet. Mm-hmm. And now where you're at in your career as a musician, can you maybe touch a little bit on just how much progress you think you've seen within yourself? And I mean, what is the music you produce now versus back then? And did you ever imagine, you know, it would change into, you know, what it is or transform into what it is? Not once would I have imagined that it it would transform into what it is now. And, you know, it's still growing. It's not stopping. So I'm really excited to see what's what's going to come. But at the time, I was mostly a singer songwriter. I did all of my stuff on an acoustic guitar. Um, I had explored bands before I'd, I'd, I'd tried uh, I was in a metal band for a little while and we what? we did okay we had some shows around LA you know we played Whiskey A Go-Go which was kind of like that's something I personally didn't know that you're a part of a metal band so yeah. that is really good to know I think that's super cool <laughs> yeah yeah um and uh you know I, just working with other musicians it's, it's kind of tough especially when you're starting a band and, and you're really trying to set goals because you have to set goals that the community shares and um, every single person in the band is driven to accomplish, you know, didn't get that from that band. So it was very short lived, I would say, like probably less than a couple years. And, um, you know, uh, just because it was so tough to find other musicians that were just as driven as me, I resorted to just singer songwriter style on acoustic guitar. And so, like, that's what I was producing at that time. Okay. And, um, you know, years later, I got uh, my best friend to move to Denver. Um, so that we could start a project together and it did start the exact same way just a cooser singer songwriter we would take turns uh you know writing lyrics for the songs i would just come up with a basic melody and eventually we wanted to grow and we set some well i set some really big goals for myself and um i have them all written down and i genuinely am go- believe that i'm going to accomplish them at some point in my life so that's what's driving me and um I we I think we both knew that we needed a full band. We needed a full uh, group of people in order for us to be able to accomplish the goals that we wanted to accomplish. And within a couple months of us setting that goal and like realizing that we needed a band, we got a group together. And um, it's just this incredible collective of just talented individuals that are very passionate for uh, what we're trying to accomplish and uh, for the music that we're creating together. And it's just been a, a real blessing, honestly. And, um, you know, on top of that, I'm probably one of the few people in the world that's grateful for quarantine because that being stuck inside really pushed me to explore different areas that I could grow in with music. And yeah. um, I started getting into producing audio engineering and just learning as much as I can about what it takes to make a song, what it takes to take, you know, an idea, record it, mix and master it, and then share it with the world, you know, and, and, and the difference between something that is complete and something that doesn't quite feel complete. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at where I'm at now. I don't think I would have once imagined that I would know you know, how to map out a song, how to mix it and like understanding the basics of uh, visualizing sound. Um, you know, when it comes to mixing and mastering, it's 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 beautiful. I, I, I didn't realize that it was just a, a, another form of art in a way. 100%. Yeah, you're, you're genuinely painting a picture with the sounds, you know, like you have the song itself, but moving the sounds around, putting a hi-hat over here and like the vocals off to the right or squishing a sound right in the middle you are creating an image for someone to look at with their ears. And um, I guess I'd like up until learning all of the ins and outs of of that, I I didn't um, appreciate that. So it's definitely given me a new appreciation. I definitely feel like I'm at a completely different level than I would have expected to be at this point, because when you start as a musician, you kind of get stuck in that. I want to be a rock star mentality. I just want to create the the music and get on stage in front of uh, 10,000 people, get off stage and just party and enjoy life, you know, and just just uh, get stuck yeah. in that mindset. But uh, now it's a little a little different. My, my perspective is a little different. You know, it's more so about creating something and sharing it with other people in like a, a beautiful way. David, I think your story is really inspiring because it just goes to show that 
you surround yourself with the right people um they'll all have the same goals that you're going to thrive and i think you finding cities in the sky and then now living here in san diego with us i just i can't tell you how much it means for us to have you part of this team thank you um you are such an amazing person and just hearing that little uh that journey and just knowing that there's still so much to come uh that's what i'm most excited for for sure me too man definitely and i'm excited to be you know a part like on this journey with other people like yourselves you know other creatives and artists and i've i've met so many incredible people just in the short time since it's been since i moved here i think it's been like less than a month and you know i feel like i haven't wow. even scratched the surface of the, <laughs> the different artists and creatives <laughs> that i'm gonna meet like uh, over the next six months or so buckle up uh, <laughs> yeah the summer is gonna be <clears throat> quite incredible honestly going in with a plan now so Last year we were here and we were just like, let's just try this out and see if this works because we think it will. And it did so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to perfection. So we we're like, all right, well, let's do it again. We you got know what? More support now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty curious, man. Like what, how do you feel about your journey since 2016? You know, since, since the time that we met, since, since you were selling some t-shirts out of a, out of a little duffel bag. <laughs> there was always a part of me who knew at one point in time I wouldn't be working for anybody else just myself so I feel like mm. I saw woe as that way out and but I mean brutal work I knew was ahead of me so for four years I worked crazy hours for different jobs and good paying jobs but just really <clears throat> setting that all aside knowing that at some point somehow I'll make it and uh yeah so i can actually say that i'm also thankful for quarantine as well because that completely shifted the way that i worked for that year and i had to figure it out all on my own and woe was just my saving grace and i had put my all into it since the beginning so i was kind of i guess just ready didn't really know but i was and uh yeah so there was bits and pieces, you know, that changed along the way since 2016. And, but man, to be here, it seems very quick almost. I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It seems like, oh, wow. Like I'm already here, like a blink of an eye. Six years though. I mean, that's <clears throat> not, I mean, it feels fast, but that's a six years. Yeah. That's a right. good amount of time. Almost six years. But yeah. Um, I'm super thankful to have people like you guys in my life who, were super supportive and you know always willing to lend a helping hand anytime and we were just helping each other grow i think the whole way through it so that's why this this specifically these two these two people in front of me like this is a very special group i think and uh that's why you're our new roommate for those who don't know um <laughs> david just moved in from denver to the world to san diego into the woe house where he has a full production studio set up. So, yeah, I'm just super thankful to have Woe and just, you know, as a platform to allow us to do whatever we want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's so much more of a community type of aspect. <clears throat> so the community members play a huge, important role. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great journey, though. I'm super, uh, super excited for the future. Um, it's hard to process that side of it now. Definitely. Because back then it was like, okay, I was manifesting this. So now I'm here living that manifestation. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is next? Like, wow, you can literally do whatever you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. So I remember during the um, creation of your band, you were telling me that you were meditating on it and you were manifesting it. You were Big going time. to manifest it. Oh, yeah. That was super powerful for me to be on that side of it with you because I kind of heard it before you created the band and then I saw it after and it was just like, Oh my gosh, like I remember him telling me this was going to happen. Do you have any other practices that you like practice it that yeah. kind of help that growth? Yeah, so I, I definitely <laughs> want to shout out this book that that helped me out a lot and it's called Becoming Supernatural. And that book kind of became a little bible for me for um a good portion of that period of time in my life. And uh basically daily um I was meditating, uh trying to meditate for at least an hour and just getting to that space of nothingness and then knowing um, 
what I wanted to accomplish, which is why I said earlier that I had it all written down and I still do. And it's right by my bedside. And, um, you know, I try to, I try to read through them as often as I can. And, and in the meditation, uh, in the book, it teaches you that before the meditation, you want to write down all the things you want to accomplish on one side. And then on the other side, you want to write down what you're going to feel once you've accomplished all of those things. And at the very top, a letter to associate with that. And the letter, the importance of the letter is that when you're in a meditation, when you finally reach that point of nothingness, where, where you realize that you are nothing, that there is nothing, and you are just part of the collective subconscious, that you reference that letter in the meditation um, so that you're not thinking about specifically the things that you are going to accomplish because you don't want to lose that, 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 um, that feeling of nothingness by bringing in the potential for like thoughts to creep in. Because up until that point, basically you're working towards kind of like calming down your thoughts, not necessarily pushing them away, but letting them come and go um, and go as quickly as they came to the point where you're in nothingness. So having just a letter that you can just re recite uh, is what helps with, with the manifestation. And um, daily, I was also writing in a journal, uh, just keeping track of my thoughts, my progress, what I was accomplishing, what I felt like I was lacking. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy, like, you know, I said within a, a month or two, I was able to find the whole band and yeah. it was, That's rare. you know, like a five piece it, band. Might yeah. I add. yeah. And it, it was <laughs> something that, you know, I, I, I definitely mentioned earlier, it's, it's very, very difficult to find musicians that share the same passion and drive. For sure. Um, it's not difficult to find talent. Uh, there, there's talent True. all around us, you know, 100%. everyone brings something special to the table, you know, but um, having that combined with the drive, the passion is a difficult thing to do. You know, like so many bands that I've tried to start before and like, OK, we're going to practice every single week and then we're going to have a show once or twice a month if we can. And, you know, that falls through within the first three months of us starting the project. And it's just because sometimes people prioritize other things before their passions, you know, and that's not something I can be upset about. It just means that I have to find another person. But with Cities in the Sky, it was instantaneous. You know, I felt like I wrote everything down that I wanted to accomplish. I started my meditations. I started manifesting what I was going to do. And within a week, I had a guitarist and a drummer. And then, you know, with within the next two months I had a bass player and it's just that simple right yeah, yeah yeah it really is it, <laughs> it really is you know and uh um I did I did read I did read this this um beautiful interpretation of what manifestation is because when it comes down to it all you're really trying to do is open your mind up to the possibility right like your own you're you are your your own worst enemy at the end of the day you're you are what's stopping yourself from accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish and the beautiful thing the manifestation does is it forces your brain to think in a way that it, it it's not thinking anymore it knows right you're not thinking i maybe i can accomplish this you're saying i'm going to accomplish this and so instead of your mind thinking like, okay, can I accomplish this? It starts thinking, how can I accomplish this, right? So you start seeing every single opportunity for that, that might progress your goal, might progress your, 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 um, your drive to accomplish a goal, I should say. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. <clears throat> I can definitely touch on the fact that writing music for me almost felt like mantras. Um, and I was doing it very intentionally. So oh, wow. I wasn't going yeah. into the studio just freestyling, but I was purposefully, you know, writing it down so that it was written and then I'm repeating it and then other people repeating it and then it's getting amplified in speakers around the world and it's just like oh, wow. a vibration. Yeah. And that so that's a, why I created ayahuasca back in 2017. I released ayahuasca in 2017, but I had been creating it for about three years before that. Mm. When I, when I was like 18, I was already on that mindset kind of. And uh, yeah, a lot of the aspects that I talk about in that mixtape are part of my still my daily life. And it's just, you know, positivity, thinking, you know, forward and just 
being a part of the community and yeah, doing whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, you create your own reality. So yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were part of a little book club back in the day, us three again, specifically <laughs> the secret life of trees. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, do you remember anything from that book specifically that stood out to you that like you learned or honest the biggest <laughs> the biggest like shock for me was that plants feel and communicate and, and just not just trees but all plants you know they're they are alive they feel pain and when i remember reading that line specifically that that, that trees and vegetation just in general like any sort of plants they genuinely feel pain and I thought back to every single time as a kid where I like broke a branch off of a tree and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I was literally physically hurting this amazing thing that gives life, you know, just completely in a way. Just, <laughs> yeah. And I like, uh, yeah, honestly, like just knowing that you can, you can be in a forest and, and every single tree is communicating in some way or another just letting each other know like hey there's some sort of predatory bug that's coming in and they'll communicate through scent you know release a scent and then the other trees will release a different scent that will combat that and and and, and um uh force a predator to move in a different direction you know it's mind-blowing yeah i knew we were all connected from like humans to plants but that book definitely gave me some more insight into that yeah and how exactly and why yeah i definitely want to say th thank you david for putting me onto that book because <laughs> although i didn't finish it i will be honest None of I, us finished it, right? yeah <laughs> I, I didn't finish it i'll be straight up honest but because it. it was like a book yeah, club i'm pretty sure we did it yeah um maybe goals for 2022 there we go i, I, I gotta yeah. hit my drawer so finish the second half of we book. can we can pass it around yeah. um it got dry but I no, that. <laughs> it got really I think I got to the point David was touching on the communication part of the trees and definitely sent and also through the root system too. everyone mm -hmm. knows how big and deep roots are. But the fact that, you know, whole forest um, could be all combined together, you know, intertwining roots and stuff and sending signals and helping each other out. I think that's something that's super cool. Really and more than that is just the relationship that trees have with each other. You know, the yeah. book starts Their home with, is. with the author talking about how, um, he found a stump that he was about to try to remove and when he started cutting into it he saw that it was green inside and still alive and it's just like there's this this stump has been here for hundreds if not thousands of years there's no way it should be alive it has no way to hold life but it's home like it's tree homies we're just keeping them alive because they, they fucked with him so hard you know what I mean? like, <laughs> that's that's amazing that's incredible that is really cool yeah i love that yeah, it definitely also got me, you know, a little sad every t every time I see uh, just a tree in the city, right? Because um, I would have never imagined that socialization would be just as important for trees as it is for humans. And the, the trees that we see in the city, you know, they're Whoa. still they're still gonna live for a hundred, maybe a couple hundred years. But in a tree's life, that's like us <sighs> living to being ten, yeah, you know, ten funny. or fifteen, like just making it to teenage years and then <sighs> passing away. Just because we don't have our tree homies next to us, you know. <laughs> Through my own journey of spiritual <laughs> spirituality and psychedelics, I definitely grew a really close relationship with Mother Nature. And um, mm -hmm. so that's always just been something that's kind of just a part of my life. Always like being mindful of, you know, where I throw my trash or just little tiny things that can really make an impact in you know how you feel about nature and like how you really connect with an actual plant people some people might think not even think that's possible you know they see it so differently as opposed to like we're literally connected we're all one like oh, yeah. anything living you know you know so, i remember when you started that uh pick up trash challenge and that got a little bit of traction on social media that was, that was amazing it was great <laughs> back in the day everybody was trying to do challenges right all yeah. the, like the nutmeg yeah. challenge or like was there any other crazy challenges that you tried besides i get obviously the I, trash challenge definitely the best one i have a different view on social media so yeah. i don't really try any me of neither the challenges, except for the pick up trash challenge that's we kind of made it <laughs> as like a 
joke but also serious you know like yeah, yo if course, you want to make totally. a challenge let's actually do something that's going to be helpful like yeah. you know we've like always not been... dumping cold water on someone for a funny video you know what i mean like how i mean just... that oh. did raise money but you know oh it did it's yeah oh yeah well, it, oh, it was cool, supposed cool, to raise cool. money or awareness of the actual disease and then that obviously raises mm. money for it okay for sure so yeah the yeah, challenges yeah. you know th but there were some really stupid ones like the oh, nutmeg always, challenge always gonna be a super one the yeah. milk crate challenge See, I don't where you would like nutmeg challenge is. i think it's cinnamon really the cinnamon challenge oh it's a cin okay for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or the milk challenge where you would like go into a grocery store and like throw milk cartons on the ground oh, and God, then, like dude, that's so destructive no, 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 i terrible. think that was oh, a challenge wow. i don't know <laughs> That's awful. That's why we knew we had to like make something that like, you know, we actually cared about. And that's we've always been implementing stuff like that into Woe. Um, so actually recently we just decided that as far as clothing wise, we're going to start just upcycling everything that we do mm -hmm. because there's so much fabrics out in the world that are there and they can be used. We're going to create a lot less waste as a clothing company if we don't produce brand new stuff all the time. If anything, we'll find recycled cotton maybe organic cottons, you know, hemp, right, other, yeah. other like sustainable materials. Do you have any personal practices or things that maybe you grew up doing that were kind of just like a little bit more mindful? I, I'm not really sure, you know. Uh, yeah, I, and if I not, think like that's the biggest, the biggest one recently um, that uh, really a, a really close friend taught me it was just like not using paper towels and just having like instead a rack of just regular towels you know just microfiber towels and using those to clean up instead of using paper towels because it's just like there's so much waste just going out you know and like every every single paper is just going to be end up in a landfill right any like, little thing helps that's i yeah. think the whole yeah the whole goal of it it's not to live a thousand percent like you know perfectly but to be you know mindful when you can and to let other people know i think that's just the whole reason why we even started something like that it's just because we want to start the conversation for people so that they can think about maybe now that think about their clothes differently you know yeah think definitely. about paper towels differently i remember since i can remember my mom has been taking plastic bags to the grocery store before that was like a law or like a thing yeah i just kind of knew yeah. that you know i was like 100 why oh, yeah, would we just so throw cool. these away yeah, totally so yeah i'm glad to have woe as part of something that's going to be hopefully Me more impactful I, like that I, I feel like my upbringing was was a really like wasteful upbringing you know so i, I feel like at this point in my life i'm still i'm still learning and picking mm -hmm. up on it but i've definitely have grown more and more mindful and just like yeah honestly i i, I the the paper towel thing was huge for me just because like as a kid i felt like we would rip paper towels like constantly and toss for them the little things yeah definitely. and they're not even half it, soiled it wasn't until like a friend pointed it out to me like literally even just washing my hands i would use a paper towel to dry my hands and throw it away and i remember like uh, um a friend remind like just pointing it out to me just like why don't you use a towel to dry your hands instead and i was like wow i didn't even think about <laughs> think that about you know exactly. but it, Broke but the it glass. was just like <clears throat> there's so many yeah. things out yeah. there like that do you have any personal practices yeah it was or just things that you grew up with yeah, definitely. Like you said, reusing the plastic bags. I remember my mom always made it a big point to do that before they banned them. But um, mm -hmm. also recycling too. I think that's a simple one, but just having a separate recycling, bin yeah. to throw away your bottles and cans. You know, I worked at Ralph's. So growing up next to a recycling center, like I saw how much people were bringing in. If you took the time, if you had the time to go recycle your cans, like people were paying for their full grocery trip with uh, a big haul of, of cans. So, you know, I think that's a really um, easy and practical one to stay mindful about for sure. My mom's at the point where she'll keep the Starbucks cups. Like, I mean, I don't know that she shops at Starbucks that much anymore, but back in the day, like we would have 50 cups, you know, just from keeping the, like any, any takeout cups, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. I, again, I, I guess growing up with those practices really helped me shape and like be able to implement those practices into my business mm -hmm. a little bit more easier than maybe most people now who like got to a certain point and then they're like oh shit like we haven't even thought about that side of things how are we affecting you know no, that's definitely one of the things that i appreciate about woe too specifically for sure when you started telling me about the upcycle thing and cody and i read the statistic that like what what was it like 84 percent of all clothing ends up in a landfill something it's, it's it's a really really 
scary number like that yeah, yeah fast fashion is, is is crazy and i think if everyone just kind of takes a step back and maybe if they don't completely cut it out but start searching for more thrifted or upcycled pieces and also supporting yeah. local artists in the process mm-hmm. i think that's something that's super special um and i'm just glad to have a company where we showcase that for sure yeah and we can create the conversation for people who've never thought about it because that's just one out of the thousands of things that we could go so many on, things onto about right now yeah. that are affecting the nature around us and we need to be protective of that and and we we really do when you look at the grand scheme of things you know every time i watch one of these documentaries and they show like what we're doing to the coral reef like the great coral reef just like Mm -hmm. we're destroying so much of the world around us so every little tiny bit is going to help yeah and especially bringing awareness to it and just communicating it to other people and letting them know you know and like a not in a very like intimidating in your face way, but in a genuine like this is what we're doing to yeah. make sure that that we're we're taking care of Mother Earth. We care. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. We definitely care. <laughs> because it starts a conversation, like you said. You can you can create a whole new relationship with Mother Nature if you've never really connected with Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. it's it can be life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I encourage anybody who hasn't really had a profound time in nature to take some time alone or, you know, just like secluded and just really no cell phone listen take turn just everything breathe. off yeah hear mm. the sound of nature it can oh yeah be very it's special so healing yeah so, healing. so yeah anybody in big cities man i i really i do think about you guys a lot and i <laughs> I'm, like, sure. I'm so spoiled that i live in southern california and i can just be bored on a tuesday and be like i'm gonna go to the beach you know yeah. and i'm and i'm really thankful that's for that. a special yeah. thing that's a very I'm special really, thing yeah. That is one of the things that I did love about about Colorado, just in general, is just being so close to the mountains. You know, I've always been a little bit more drawn to the mountains. Not that I don't Nature's appreciate perfect. and love the beach, too, but there's yeah. something about being able to disappear on a trail or finding a camping spot that's just super secluded. And, um, yeah, I was, I was very lucky enough to... Uh, you know, feel confident enough to go camping by myself because I had a, a, you know, have a very large dog that I know is going to let me know if something's going to come up and snake on me, but... Those are the most special moments for me is, is when I'm just in nature by myself and I'm able to just kind of internalize that I'm just something so small and just like a giant picture, you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 um, and I'm a part of it. Like I'm connected just like everyone else is. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, you grew up in California, correct? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. So like, I don't think me and Cody know very much about you as a person before we met like at nocturnal so like what were your parents like a traditional type of family or like what was your like yeah my my upbringing was a very very conservative upbringing um i was i was uh raised in religion my dad was uh or became a pastor about halfway through my life oh wow yeah um and so i was very involved in my church community i was definitely a lot more reserved than i am now i mean sure. you're still yeah. pretty pretty reserved yeah that's a good point yeah <laughs> I, I feel like i swore a whole lot less you then know? again we, we didn't know him back then so <laughs> oh yeah could you imagine this but like amplified i can but no that's nice yeah like because a lot of people comment on the fact that your energy is very profound yeah. but you're so quiet it's really like, yeah that's interesting cool yeah that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't partier by any means. I, um, I had like an aggressive 10 p.m. curfew basically like through high school. Through you high know? school. So wow. I had to find very, very sneaky ways to get out and like hang out with friends and stuff. But for the most part, it was kept to a minimum. I, um, were, were you a jock or sports or band oh, or what yeah. was your thing big in time, high school? Big time athlete for sure. Okay. Played basketball and tennis. Uh, obviously, um, I that was when I was playing guitar, I think the most. Actually, probably now is when I'm playing guitar the most. I'm playing guitar every day. But You played uh, a lot in high school as well. Yeah, That's for cool. sure. And I had uh, a couple. For fun? Or what's that? In a band. For fun? Or Just for, for fun. Just oh, cool. for fun. Yeah. That um, that metal band was, I think, the first like real project that I, I poured my soul into. That's and awesome. that didn't start until I was about 18, 19. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
but um i still you know i I still jammed with friends and we would sing together and i think like uh high school was definitely a time when i was kind of discovering my confidence and discovering my my own you know musical and artistic energy and uh i think up until that point i wasn't a very confident singer i'd had a couple like you know, I, I I was a kid. I took things a little too personally. I wasn't um, like my self-esteem was a little bit lower. So perfectly normal when, in high school. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. I remember I had a moment in middle school when I when I just started learning how to play guitar and uh, I was like, I'm going to try singing. And I, I sang for my sister and um, she just kind of like looked at me and was just like, maybe maybe just stick to playing guitar. <laughs> That's, yeah, but that's an older sister for you. Of course, <laughs> for sure. But for wow. me, I was just like, yep, this is facts. I am a terrible singer. I'm never oh, singing again. What a and great I did it for like All probably right. at least I need to meet a couple of years. <laughs> She's a lot different now. Definitely like a lot more loving and I encouraging. Hope encouraging. Yeah. Just- yeah, very encouraging now for sure. But I mean, we were we were we were aggressive to each other. We were very mean to each other as okay, siblings. Damn. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure that same sister. Yeah, no, Jenny. We we like we had a, a nickname for her. we called her Pumba because she was like a little tubbier than the rest of us. And like they called me <laughs> Bucktooth Beaver. You know what I mean? Because I had like really aggressive front damn. teeth. It was intense. That's oh, a, yo. It was very intense. Know. Definitely okay. some like tough love in that family. In the, yeah. So uh, yeah, that like I said, those first two years after that, I was just like, I'm never going to sing in my life. And uh, yeah, in high school, I met a, a really good friend, Joshua Acorn, and and. Um, he brought me out of my shell a little bit. He's a fantastic singer and musician as well. And we we had some fun projects together too. But for the most part, we just covered other people's music. And I, I, just, I slowly started discovering my voice with him just by singing harmonies with him. And, I, I, you know, it was kind of like that, like just baby realization, like, oh, maybe I am good at this, you know? <laughs> did and, you uh, know in high school that that's you wanted to pursue music? Or when did yeah. that, like, like oh, it was... Oh, yeah, for sure. But was in it high before school. high school? Yeah, so, like, uh, you know, like like I said, I grew up in a very religious household, so I was going to church multiple times a week even, and I was part of our, um, our church band. So that was my first real, there real experience with music. That yeah, and sense. I remember, I remember this very specific moment when I knew that this is what I wanted for my life, and it was... Um, awesome. Yeah, it was... Uh, there was this 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 thing that happened like basically I would say annually and it was just a gathering of all of the different churches in a community. So it was it was usually a pretty big turnout. And uh, I think it was about like somewhere around a thousand people, definitely like the biggest venue I think I'd ever played at or we'd ever played at. And, um, you know, I was I was a kid. I was like 16, 17, you know, and um, I remember there was I was the lead guitarist in that band. And uh, there was a moment where I got to, you know, just rip a solo. It wasn't anything special. Like, I, you know, I've only been playing guitar for a couple of years and, you know, finished up the solo and just the crowd lost it, you know, (laughs) just went crazy. And and, um, at that moment, I was like, this, this is it. This is what I want. This is the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And. I, I honestly, to this day, have been chasing that feeling ever since. And every time I get it, I'm just, mm. I feel so blessed and grateful to be in that moment, to be experiencing that and to be sharing with something that sharing something with people that vibrates them so much to the point that they Screaming. want to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, and, and there's, there's, there's something else that's really special about those moments. And it's just that it's very difficult in that moment to not be present 100% it's almost impossible right mm. everyone has forgotten everything else that's going on in their lives everyone's forgotten for even just a second as they're yeah all singing yeah. together in a yeah, stadium exactly yeah just for a second you just forget all of your problems all of all of all of the things that just kind of like itch your mind and that's that's just so beautiful yeah so beautiful because it's like it's it's hard these days to be present you know and it's nice having little reminders you know i know you have that one little necklace that says like life must must be present to win mm-hmm. it's a ticket for life shout out scott froshauer art for all the inspiration that he has around the woe boost now mm-hmm. but yeah a little ticket 
for life that says you get one chance at life and then on the back says must be present to win exactly yeah it's huge yeah definitely i wonder what percentage of artists have had that standout moment for them on stage because i as well had mine on on stage and it it was actually my first performance ever but I remember knowing like immediately, I was like, oh yeah, like I need to do this in life. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely being able to connect with that energy of the crowd. It's a very special moment. Yeah. Everything, you know, every single person in that crowd makes up that <clears throat> special energy that you get to interact with. And mm-hmm. have there been any standout concerts for you as an artist that you've attended or even maybe performed at that? maybe changed a lot for you as an artist like somebody that maybe you saw that you were like oh my gosh this is you know i want to you know i find something to appreciate in in every show that i go to i Mm -hmm. think um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unfortunately as a performer the more you perform shows at least for my for me you know shows have taken a different perspective right like i i I find myself more analyzing what's happening mm-hmm. yeah. than actually enjoying, enjoying the experience, yeah. which is fine. You know, I'm definitely still gaining something and still enjoying myself and enjoying my time. But I'm also thinking like, okay, you know, how are they approaching this set? Like, how are they interacting with the crowd? What would I do differently? Would that be better? Would that be the same? You know, and, and, and um, no artist has been able to take you out of that mode that you've been just like so enthralled in what they're doing that you're just like taking some well, as soon as i'm enthralled i'm like okay why am i <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching a really good commercial you're like for me yeah. like i see that like del taco ad or whatever you? and i'm just like wait why am i feeling this way right now That's, so you like to analyze advertisements oh your connection 100%. with advertisements is still so interesting color sound why am i feeling this way in such a short amount of time and then <laughs> color wait did you colors oh my gosh why do you think every logo is red yellow and white like think about that for a second yeah you're laughing but people are making a lot of money from it so definitely yeah that's just intriguing intriguing. as far as shows that i've performed okay we performed at at underground music showcase in denver glad to be a part of that that. yeah i was so glad you were so much fun in the crowd thank you guys always so much for hosting me i love cities in the sky (laughs) seriously love being around you guys yeah definitely man so that was uh for you that was a oh big time a good changing moment for you as an artist cool yeah it was huge because you know um it, it was tough for us as a band starting right before quarantine hit like right before that we just had um our first real gig booked we came through, we killed it. We had a great turnout and it was like, this is the beginning. This is it. Like, this is how we're going to start lining up shows for the rest of the year. This is great. And then boom, like next week. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. It was like, everyone stay at home. No one leave. That's it. Mm. And it was like, all of that momentum was lost. So it was very tough. And so underground music showcase, uh, gave us a chance to perform in front of a large group of people you know and, and specifically a large group of people that we don't know because uh before uh before this pandemic i kind of felt like people were more open open to go seeing live acts like just going to see a live act oh most definitely just for the sake of having an experience of seeing live music and that i think changed a little bit after the pandemic people were a little bit more conscious about being in large groups of people or going out in general i think the energy just shifted as far as shows underground music showcase being a music festival was a little bit different right so we were able to connect and uh with a lot more people in that way just because you know i mean we've all been to music festivals there are definitely times where you just kind of walk around and if you hear something you like you're going to stop and you're going to check it out and so that that turnout playing in front of a couple hundred people at underground music showcase and and having them all be a part of and like share the energy that we were feeling on stage and feed off of it and kind of have this this beautiful exchange um it was it was really special and it was just a little reminder of that exact feeling that i felt that for that very first time that i played in front of a large group of people it was very special and uh you know i even had a couple people come up to me after and say like there was a moment where i was tearing up you know i was i was just like everyone was singing we have we have moments in our set where we try to encourage the uh, crowd to be involved and sing along with us and 
yeah and in in that moment um she just said that she was overcome with emotions and that just you know really hit me right here because that's that's exactly what i want to accomplish as an artist i want to i want to share my feelings with people i want to make them feel things and i want to connect with them in that very special unique way you killed it yeah i was enjoying myself i was in the back um, we did a custom job for your hoodies mm-hmm. from We Are Well, and they were flying off the shelves at that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was fun. Those were big. I wanted to touch on one of my personal experiences with David's band. I got a really special opportunity when I visited David a year ago in February when we had that snowstorm and it was cold, <laughs> but we still made it to one of your band's practice. My, uh, my girlfriend and I, Keanu, we got the chance just to see them jam out in a house that was set up, we were sitting upstairs and I definitely shed some tears and that's on some real stuff. Oh, like wow. your Cities in the Sky is, is very powerful Super and <laughs> you guys were just nonchalantly playing, just having fun and you guys are also talented and you guys can tell, you can tell that you guys vibe really well. So um, yeah, yeah we, we've that's, definitely become a little bit of a family and uh, you can I'm very feel grateful it. for that too. For I sure. didn't know that, that, I didn't know that you didn't tell me that. Until I, now, so that's, that that's very special. multiple times. It was not just one time. There's a few <laughs> songs for sure. That's amazing. Powerful stuff. That's great. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's amazing. I remember when you came out to Snow Globe and you only brought Ashley and Alex. So that's like <sighs> half the band and mm. you guys were playing and I was like, shook Whoa. because I had yes. only heard I don't even know if I maybe had heard anything from you up to that point. I don't even know. It was the first time for me too. And I was just like, I had no idea that this was about to happen. And everybody in the house just looked at each other kind of at the same time with the same like tone of like, is this like we were like really are we happening are, are we that special we yeah, get like, a private performance <laughs> right now like that like no way that was good dude. that, that was, for me yeah. stood out and i immediately knew i was like whatever this kid's about to do with this band we're like, a fan whoever else he has like involved in this is gonna be great and that was just the genesis that was like i mean we just barely like, yeah, start. Yeah, yeah barely and you you had a song written already i think so you oh, were we performing had yeah so yeah, so. yeah for sure man dude that was special do you have any um Anything specific that you're trying to accomplish just in this year, like big or small, just any within yeah, the I I have a lot of things that I'm trying to accomplish this year. The the biggest thing that I'm trying to accomplish is I'm trying I'm trying to really reach the point where I can be financially independent with my music. You know, I feel like as an artist, as a creator, I've started reaching a point where I'm creating so so much and not sharing it in the way that i want to and i'm not not reaching as many people as i want to so my my big goal for this year is is getting to the point where i can um i can find support uh through my art and through through what i create you know and that's um one of the main reasons i'm very inspired by you is because you did find a way to do that and uh and it's it's a in a very beautiful and genuine way you know and I feel like in this society, in this capitalist society, we lose uh, the the very just like the the basis of humanity and like connecting with other people. And it's just more so like, how can I get your money, right? And it's like that <laughs> so that mindset. And so <laughs> yeah, your approach that. is is so different. With well, you know, it it's it it really is a family aspect, and it it feels like you're part of something the moment that you even just buy one of those hats and you're wearing it you know and it's just like even just walking around with any of the the woe gear the woe fashion you know people point it out so where would somebody be able to find your music and be able to like, i was how just can they i was just gonna say david please plug yourself how right now instagram support? like please where, and yeah like where where do, do you want them going it? yeah what you want yeah them to so find? so right now um the easiest way for you to find what, what you um to, to connect with me is to follow me on instagram at Davy J D A V E Y J A Y, it'll be on the link below right there. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm on Spotify. You can look me up. Um, my single uh, "Ramen" is my favorite that I've released so far. Under David that, James. Uh, under David James. Correct, David yeah, James. it's on all major streaming platforms. And yeah, That's honestly, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my social media presence kind of be the foundation for where to find everything else because I'm gonna grow a whole lot more this year. Cool. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely putting a lot of focus on getting my Purple Chameleon Productions website up and running, and then once that's good to go, 
that'll be the easiest way for you to connect with me and connect with my art and what I create. Buy some beats. Who needs a beat for my boy David right <laughs> He's now? He's literally pumping out like five a day. No, else. these things are top notch. Like I, I have that. to Thank you. ease myself into those beats because my neck hurts. Let's just put it that way, guys. <laughs> like get ready for some really high class stuff. <laughs> One thing we like to uh, showcase on this show, Ready, Set, Whoa, mm. um, a fashion podcast is the Drip Check. Yeah, uh, we want to know who you're wearing. Yeah, and uh, shout out anybody that's you're adorned with right now. Give some love. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. the The first one that comes to mind, if you want to show the camera too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The first one that comes to mind for sure is obviously whoa. Okay, baseline whoa. We yeah, got the definitely whoa. got the whoa in the in the sweatshirt right here. I love this piece because on the back you got a. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Like, no, that's fine. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Well. That, that you can check it out on the website if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's called Shoot like, for the I Stars. I don't even know how to show. Yeah. How yeah. To, how to show oh, the I back, But I love the R piece on the back. It's, it's a special one. Definitely. And, second and up on. is uh, um, Wave Gods. Uh, just the most unique and beautiful jewelry from the most genuine, beautiful soul I think I've like ever met. I don't know if I've ever met someone quite as consistently positive and encouraging as Mike. He always has something nice to say to you, like always, yeah. you know, just showering you with compliments. And and then on top of that, you know, just creates the most beautiful jewelry ever, like these rings right here. Okay, I like those. Um, yeah, they're all wave gods. So is this bracelet. I've got another mala that I, I, I chose to wear a, different, wear a different one today, but it's their universe mala. And I love that. I've worn that on stage so many times I'm, yeah I, wave gods is always on me when i'm on stage without a doubt we love you mike okay so we've got yeah. wave gods and whoa wave gods you know uh just uh just a casual pashmina um this necklace is actually also wave gods oh and um oh, right here we've got a uh, ouchie mamas okay i, I really love them, i really love this bracelet because uh you know I, I i it's got the little crown on it right there yes sir yeah makes me feel that. like a king <sighs> I was King about baby. to say, fashion can be, if you are very mindful about what you wear, Yeah, you can put a lot of energy into the things you adorn yourself with. Definitely. It can be very, uh, yeah. Amen. very positive stuff. So, Got to shout out the sunglasses too. California yeah. accessories. California accessories, yeah. Hey, shout out Carl and Nate Definitely. in uh, Ocean Beach. Go check them out. They have the Woe Hats uh, featured at their shop and some awesome sunglasses. Oh my gosh. So many cool yeah, styles. The, just I think so yours are unique and uh, yeah, just wavy, flashy for sure. Cody's rocking the yeah we got some I got some California accessories um sunglasses going myself I'm feeling extra crispy yeah. right now thank you Carl um oh right God. off Newport if you're downtown OB enjoying the beautiful day like definitely go say what up um yeah today I also have a kendama on me I got my custom mod we have a quad kendama with a chrome uh Dylan model and uh you know just the accessory piece um I also got some wave gods bracelets you already know uh the triple stack today um but triple stack. mike is uh yeah we're very thankful for his beautiful pieces that we get to uh rep and feel extra special in just like the hats we produce so last yeah. shout out not one of the homies but still a sick brand 686 everywhere pants okay cool oh my gosh is I've that had what these for years yeah those are clutch waterproof super comfortable super breathable cool well, all kinds below. of swaggy colors yeah Awesome. Do you know him? You said not a homie. No, 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 not no, a homie. Not just a, homie. a cool brand. Just awesome. a cool brand. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, just keeping the vibe alive today, man. That was epic. Um, yeah. That was our first episode as Ready Set Whoa that we shot. Don't know if this will get put on, but um, that was great, and um, I'm super excited for what is about to come from this this is a whole new venture for us so definitely man i'm excited too thank you so much for having me man this love was you a, bro this was for a real. great experience it really was yeah no, nobody really else blessed, blessed.